What's up guys, welcome to the Fit Town Show. This is Coach Andrew with Coach Tony and Coach Josh today. And we're gonna be talking about a cost mindset versus an investment mindset and how we can maybe take something like finances and an investment mindset in our financials and apply that to our health and how we can have more of a long-term focus, more of a uh, sustainable focus with our health as opposed to everything in our lives constantly being a trade-off of you know, I do this, I expect this, I pay this, I expect this, and how we can actually set ourselves up to see results that are outside of the realm of what we even think is possible because we're allowing those things to come into our lives a little bit. So um, this was Tony's topic that he wanted to bring to the table because of a recent book that he read. So I'll kick it over to him and let him talk about that book and, and where this came about. Yeah, so um, I think as we look at this from like a business perspective, it's going to help help us take it to a health perspective. So the book is a business book. It's called Who Not How, and uh, the author works with entrepreneurs. And he actually was having conversations with entrepreneurs about investing in like seminars and stuff, and, and future personal growth for them and for their business. And he kept running into this problem where the entrepreneurs were worried about spending 10 grand on a seminar, 25,000 on coaching. And it was like, they were worried about getting that money back. And the author was trying to show them how short-sighted that was because all they were focused on was getting back to even and not really not realizing what an investment it was to get way past even and say, hey, what if you invested 10,000 and made 100,000 in your business in the next year? You know, so he helped them see like, this is really an investment so that you can see returns on it. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's awesome. And I think it's, uh, we, me and Josh were talking about the recent podcast we shot where a lot of people come in here with this initial goal, where it's almost always aesthetic based. Usually that's a big component of what drives someone here. And usually it's a weight loss goal. I want to lose a certain amount of weight. And we found that if people can be open to getting more out of the experience here, then eventually they're gonna have these strength goals and strength achievements that they hit here. They're gonna see how this serves the other 23 hours of their day in terms of that energy and mental clarity and focus. And then they're gonna see the long-term longevity benefits of you know lower blood pressure and not being pre-diabetic and all these different things that come with the consistency of the long-term because they're allowing themselves to not just see, well, I'm paying this, I said I wanna lose 10 pounds, I better lose this dang 10 pounds, and they miss out on all these other things that could come their way. I think that too translate right, like right into wealth. So a lot of people might have monetary goals, like let's say I wanna make a million dollars, but what is it about the million dollars that's actually bringing you fulfillment or happiness? So thinking like right back to that other 23 hours in the day, you know, like are you actually pursuing freedom? Uh, so thinking about it less short-sighted and more broad spectrum, you know, if I can make X amount of money and not like invest 10 to get 10 back, I can grow to a point where I have more time that's free. I have more opportunity for myself to maybe grow or scale my business. I can employ other people. I can give more back to charity. Whatever your other, you know, by proxy uh, benefits are from the wealth that you think that you're kind of narrowly chasing uh, that really is ultimately gonna open the door to a lot of other things. Yeah, a lot of times the goals that we, we shoot for are, are distraction. It's, it's, it, it's a distraction from what, we, from what we ultimately want. And if we can get clear on what, what we're ultimately going after, then a lot more can come about through that process. Yeah, and I think kind of like the gym too, losing that 10 pounds, it, it 
the, the initial goal could be a great starter as well. It might be what ignites your passion and leads you somewhere. So in other words, losing 10 pounds, yes, is a short and you know, uh, that's not really an investment mindset, but if it's enough to get your foot in the door and you can latch on to bigger ideas, then that's great. And I think that's kind of the same concept with maybe finances, like starting mm-hmm. here, but then let's be open-minded enough to let that opportunity grow and, and let that flourish into more, not just say, I wanna save $100. And then you've saved a hundred dollars and it's like, okay, now what? Like, what yeah. you, what's the next step? Yeah. I'd be like, I'd, I'd be curious. Cause I haven't read the book yet, Tony of, you know, what, what does, what should someone focus on besides just obviously this intent of let it be this hundred X, this thousand X, as opposed to just getting your money back for this thing. But what can someone focus on? And I'm thinking about like, when we have someone come here to the gym for the first time, it's like, how do we give them the tools and work them to a better mindset that's going to allow them to experience all the benefits that we could potentially potentially provide here as opposed to it just being that transactional relationship i think i think that's what makes our business in particular very tough because we're trying to sell a lot of things that you can't just put on paper and 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 things that you can't see right away it's not like you go to the counter here you ask for 10 pounds off your body (laughs) you pay some money and you get it Right? It's not transactional like that. It's really um, investment-based to where you don't know what you're gonna get out of it. You really have to come in with an open mind um, and be able to grow in a lot of different ways beyond just losing weight. So as we're trying to sell people on that fact to invest in themselves, they have to sell themselves on that fact. And I think that's what's really hard about just getting fit, getting healthy in general, is a lot of people can't see past the short-term view. They can't see past the, oh, there's this new weight loss pill. Oh, my doctor's prescribing me these pills so I can get into the healthy blood pressure range, right? So they want the quick fix because they they haven't sold themselves on the investment mindset versus the cost mindset. This to me would be similar to like, uh, if you just put this amount of money in and we give you 1% return and that's guaranteed versus like, I'm thinking pretty big picture, but maybe you invest in a business. And people are like, well, if I put 15 grand as an investment into this new startup, I want my 15 grand back. And really you can't, it's not measurable that direct way. You're, you're in there for the investment of watching them grow, which is gonna lead to a lot of other things like more than likely relationship with employees, other people, and they open op- other opportunities for you all the while you are ideally also recuperating financial growth as well. Mm-hmm. Jess and I just sat down and had a conversation and we were talking about financial investment directly and she, because we were already talking about it, I knew the answer to this question, but to put it into perspective, she was like, would you rather have someone write you a check for a million dollars today, right now, and hand you the money, or would you rather them give you a penny doubled every day for a month? Mm-hmm. And like, I already knew where it was going. I'm like, no, the penny, but I didn't know what the actual dollar amount was, and yeah. I should have come with that ready, but it was like substantially more than a million dollars if you're willing to wait the 30 days and double that penny so like, you know, one cent and then two cent then four then eight then 16. And it's like, I mean, you're, you're like 20 days in and it really doesn't look like it's going to be great for you. It's like, okay, there's only like nine, 10 days left in the month. What's going to happen. And then I'm by like day 26, I think relatively close. Is it where it like it hits a million, but then by day 27, it's 2 million, 4 million. And it's like you it exponentially blow past a million dollars, but it's not until like, the final four days. So yeah. that, I thought that was like a really great, uh, like quick, quick internet quip that uh, was 
like a very great broad lesson to take away. Yeah, I love that example. I mean, it's something that I originally saw that in the book, The Compound Effect, and actually it was just brought up in, in the recent summit that we attended uh, a couple weekends ago. Where, where we heard about the book. Yeah. Where we were investing in it's ourselves. full circle moment, man. Here exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I, I love that for embracing this idea of consistency and also like how late those rewards come. They, yeah. You know, you could be, if you look at the 30 days as not just 30 days of the next 30 years of your life, but if you actually looked at it as like an end date in some way, you could be 80% of the way there, 90% of the way there, and you still haven't really seen the results from the work you've put in. It only, as you said, is until those last few days um, or the last 10% of this entire process that you reap all the benefits of it. And I think to me, it, 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 it brings up all the examples of times where I see people don't really fully commit to something. Yep. And you know they're starting to put in the work and maybe they've done it for a week or two, um, but it's why we put so much emphasis on something like the committed club. So there's a very tangible number that you can step back at the end of the month and go like, did I hit it or did I not? And, and we, we celebrate that. And that, that looks like some level of commitment. And that's not just the only level of commitment. You can certainly go well above and beyond that. But that is a level of commitment that's going to start to get you a certain level of results here and a, and a certain level of commitment to the process. Well, and I think that yeah. that's a... Uh like so you said commitment to the process which really is extending past you know the sh short-term specific goal for me like if you have a specific goal it is so biased and reliant on your motivation and motivation is totally fleeting like i've had so many people ask me like in my training or in things that i pursued they're like how do you stay motivated and i'm like i'm not like, there's so <laughs> never many was, days never will yeah, be. i'm not like I'm there's just it's such a great day when you wake up and you, everything is aligned and you're like, I'm psyched for today's, you know, yeah. fill in the blank. But what you are doing is creating routine habits and a commitment to this goal. And it, it becomes, it really is making it easier. People are like, how do you stay so disciplined? And I'm like, I'm actually not very disciplined. That's why doing things like the committed club, just remembering to do 15 classes, build that into your schedule mm -hmm. and it becomes easy it's it's not discipline it doesn't take motivation it's an automatic deposit all the time and you stop thinking about it and i think saving or investing is kind of the same way like if you are pulling money to set aside and it's like you have to basically treat it like you know like a bill or like like a habit like okay every month we take this and we put it in this in this mm -hmm. account or this investment or this fund or however you want to approach that and for me that's just so linear to fitness like if you're not going to make a big change in one day or even one week. It's going to take time, but it is exponential improvement that happens. For sure. I think when, with the cost-minded, all right, there's a cost-minded investor and then there's an invested, investment-minded investor. The cost-minded is going to look at the bank account and like maybe it'll go down at first and like, oh crap, like I knew I shouldn't have done that. And they kind of get in this like one foot in, one foot out. They're not yeah. truly bought into the process of it. And so when they get back to even, or they get above even, they're like, oh, I finally made some money. All right, I should probably take it out, right? right? I should probably just, you know, bag up the gains and go. Um, that's, you know, day 25 of the, the, pen, third, the penny yeah. doubling, right? Where you've seen a little bit of gain and you're like, I, I should probably get out of here. Like, and I think people do that with that same mindset in their health. They're kind of one foot in, one foot out. They don't really, you know, all right, fine, I'll pay this gym membership for so long, but if it doesn't work, I'm out, right? And they don't let the returns truly compound to they see like the big results that we want them to see. Yeah. 
Yeah, so much is just like your your perception of time. You know, um, I think a lot of a lot of people sticking with this actual investment. A lot of people, in if they watch a CNBC or something, it's like quarter to quarter, day to day. This happened in the world. You know, we're in a recession. The stock market's going down, and it's like if you really truly invest in a ten year time horizon or a twenty year time horizon, if you're you know you're young enough to like really see that through, then it doesn't matter what happened today. Mm-hmm. It, unless something has fundamentally changed about that business, it really doesn't matter. And if we can adopt similar time horizons in our health, it's like- The business it, of us. Exactly, <laughs> it's, it's the infinite game. You know, we bring that into a lot of podcasts. This, this concept is you can't, it doesn't matter how, like Josh is qu- just qualified for the CrossFit Games. He did not earn the ability to ignore his health for the next 20 years of his life. Right. <laughs> he, he earned the ability to go to the CrossFit Games and compete. He's in really good shape now. But when he eventually is not competing, he's going to have to do the same things that all of us have to do on a daily basis to, to eat right, to work out. He has not really done anything that's secured his long-term health more than any of us, no. right? And I think like the, the scary thing that you talk about, like the infinite game, which I like, but I even think about it almost at times reverse because health is so finite. Time is like the only thing you literally cannot get more of. I mean, ideally the concept is you can get healthier to kind of give yourself more time, but you can always make more money. So this is for me where like investment in health, it even supersedes investment in, you know, financial wealth. I can start making money and make a lot of money at, you know, generally speaking, any age. I mean, you see like the vast majority of millionaires are over 60, but if you haven't taken care of yourself, you might be like on the back nine when you're 60. Like you, you might not even have a decade left to enjoy your wealth. And to, so there's so many people who are like, there are people who are not invested in investments at all. There are people who are invested significantly in wealth. And I think that's why the health perception is important to both of those people. Letting them know that the longer you're around, not only the more opportunity you have to build your financial wealth, but the longer you have to enjoy it. And it's like, I think it's one of the saddest things to see people work really hard, make great financial decisions, and then retire and like not really be able to do anything within two to three years. Like they just physically can't, they can't continue on. And you know, COVID cut that short for a lot of people and we don't know what else lies ahead. But the one thing I want, I know that with my health and my wealth, I'd like a little bit of a buffer. You know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be almost broke all the time. And I also don't want to be like almost sick and disease ridden all the time. So I want to keep Mm -hmm. both of those like well, well staffed on myself. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great point with today's, uh, you know, today's current situation and like, you know, gas prices going up, cost of groceries going up, cost of insurance growing up, a lot cost of living go up. A lot of people's expenses are going up. You know, right now there's been no changes in the gym membership, but it feels like it's going up because everything around it is going up with it. And so I think people are in the in this place where they're like, okay, do I need this thing? What do I need in my life? Where can I save some money? And if you're not really clear about like this investment is what allows me to enjoy today. I mean, I if 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 you haven't connected with that yet, where a workout makes your day better, then that's the first place to yeah. start. Mm-hmm. Um, but then secondly, the fact that you can enjoy five, 10, 30, 50 years from now, whatever that number is for you, um, you know, that's the investment you don't want to miss. 
Yeah, when we uh, talk to our members and have, like, when we look at the most successful members that we've had over the years, it comes back to, like, the people that said, like, this is my lifestyle. Yes. They, like, totally changed from this, like, temporary thing that they just tried on a random Saturday to, like, this is my life. This is a part of my life, you know. Uh, we do nutrition challenges, and it's like, yeah, you're going to keep this challenge going? And they're like, what challenge? Like, it's a lifestyle now. Yeah. Like, I, this is me now going forward. And I think that's the biggest change is that people take that finite and just make it infinite. Yeah, I mean, waking up, brushing my teeth is like, to me, waking up and going to the gym. It, mm -hmm. I don't think about it. I have embedded that into my daily routine. And there's different days, you know, like you get obviously in all transparency, like a different efforts on certain days. Some days yeah. you come in and you're motivated and it's awesome and it's really easy. And some days are a little bit tougher, but I can't think of very many days where I left feeling worse than when I came in. It never like takes my day down. Yeah. And on occasional days when I'm having a bad day, it usually lifts me up, even though I don't always want to walk in. Once I'm in, it's always good. Mm -hmm. It's always a, a refreshing moment. One thing I want to talk about is like how this fits into someone's life and how it could potentially fill a bigger space in someone's life. And you know, one of the reasons that we got into owning this gym and starting it in the first place was just like, how much it fulfilled us and how much we loved this and we had done so many different things in the past but this just like felt good it like put us in the best shape of our lives but it also was that like for me personally that team component that i really loved and missed about sports that i was able to now have and, and being able to work out in this atmosphere as opposed to a, a gold gym type atmosphere which just felt just felt like i was just dragging the entire time I could really be present and have that like really fun experience as opposed to just like a workout. And, you know, if I think about some of these members that have been successful with us here over the years, it's like they're here. You know, a lot of them are the Monday through Friday people. They're here every Monday through Friday, no matter what. If they miss one of those days, you're going to see them on Saturday. Like they're always getting their five days a week. But a lot of those people have met some of their best friends here. A lot of those people... Um, have done business deals through here. So you talk about like actual ROA from a, from a financial perspective. A lot of people have gotten that money back that they've paid us just completely unexpected because yeah. it's led to a business relationship that they had no idea was going to come here. And when you think about, um, you think about like stuff versus time, right? We all have the same amount of time. It's finite and we can add more stuff but that stuff doesn't always affect the quality of our life. There might be an initial boost to that thing, but it doesn't necessarily always affect quality of life. So when you think about, okay, well, what am I gonna do when I do retire and I have more of these hours in my schedule? What am I gonna spend my time and energy on? What's gonna get me excited about that day versus just not having to work being my excitement? And I see so many of our older members that are retired, like how this feels such a, essential part of their life and it is so much more for them they have the time to allow it to be more where they can come in early before class and hang out after and they have so much relationships here um, but it's so cool to see that component of it and yeah it's just like where where else even if you're only just making the committed club every month where else do you spend 15 hours a month at outside of your home and work where else do you spend 15 hours of your time at in a given month and if it's something that you really enjoy and appreciate, then embrace that. And, and maybe there's potential for it to be even more than that. Yeah, I mean, the grass is greener where you water it, right? So like where you put in your investment, you're likely going to see the biggest return on your investment. And 
the whole concept of this, right, is it's not always the same day or the same week. Mm -hmm. But over time, you know, if you really give and pour into something, it's pretty likely that's going to give and pour back into you. So what are you, like being really, I think it boils down to like being intentional. Where are you giving your time and your money? What things are, are deserving of those? And you, you talked about like the cost of everything is going up. And so that really does like bring a presence to yourself of like, okay, what can I afford to lose and give up? And I think what you're just, you're linking to how much this gives people outside of just exercise. To me, that's like, that's truly like an invaluable source of happiness, at least for me. Uh, it's why I got into like group fitness and class fitness and being able to like, I am simultaneously plugging into a network, exercising for health, uh, greatly like expanding my learning. Every day I learn something from somebody. Sometimes it's like how to jerk better or clean better. But some days it's like I talk to a member and we just have a conversation through the social network and I'm learning something about them or they're teaching me something direct or they're recommending a book and that actually like leads me to something else and it's just this infinite number of adventure and information that I, I, I find invaluable. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, everyone's costs are going up and like everyone's kind of looking at that credit card statement like this is getting a little high. Like grocery yeah. bills are getting out of control. <laughs> like there's, there's three things that I will never be frugal with when it comes to my kids. That is their education, their growth in athletics, sports, anything sport related, and music for my son and dance for my daughter, right? In those three things, I think anything I spend on them in those areas will come back to them and will keep giving back to them over the course of their lives. I think it's just awesome that you have already like, you have sat down and like, and have that set. You, you yeah. know, like these are my, my no-goes. Mm -hmm. Like these are not malleable, movable objects. These are fixed and everything else in my life can bend and move. These don't. And I think that's, I think it's important for people to do that. Yeah. I mean, I'll never, I'll never not buy a book. Like if I want a book and even there's plenty of books that I haven't read that, you know, I could make the argument, oh, I shouldn't have bought it. I should, yeah. you know, I never got to it or haven't gotten to it yet. But like, I never want to hesitate in that because there's been moments where I, where I, you know, thought, well, maybe I won't read this. Maybe I will. Like I was unsure. And then I read it and it was a game changer. Huge. And, mm -hmm. and I think ultimately you're talking any book, even the more expensive one's going to be under 50 bucks. Yeah. And that investment is always going to be worth it. And I think there's, there's a lot of those little places as Tony alluded to that we can just say, we just create a rule for ourselves that these are the places I never, I never try to, uh, you know, save or be conservative. Right. I'm willing to just spend what it well, takes. And with a book, like that's a great example of like, you might have to read five, 10, 15, but what if the 16th book changes your life? Like how do you put a price tag on that information that it's allowing you? And my wife and I talk about this a lot and she tends to feel guilty about like things that she's drawn to that maybe are more expensive. And I just, I, I fully believe in like, if it makes you feel great and grows you in any way as a person, don't shortchange that. It's all the other stuff in your life that, like, skip the latte at Starbucks, yes. skip the extra shot, skip the snack at, you know, going to a restaurant when you didn't prepare for lunch. Th those are the things for me that I will cut out so that I can have whatever that thing is. And I think it can be a book. I think it can be investment in arts. I think, I think it can be shoes. And that sounds dumb. I, I, I think there is value in materialistic things for some people. Yeah. If you buy a great 
you know, if you're my wife, you buy a great dress. And she's like, well, we really shouldn't buy the dress. I'm like, listen, if you put the dress on, and it, like the Deion Sanders rule, if you feel good, you play good. If you play good, they pay good. And I like fully believe in that. If you put something on and it makes you feel amazing and inspires you to work, you're going to make more money. That That's mm-hmm. going to come back to you. So I don't think there are necessarily bad choices or what those are. I just think they need to be intentional, mm-hmm. thought out choices. Yeah. And say, what's my return on this? Yeah. Like, where will it, where will this pay me back in the future? A latte right now? probably isn't going to pay you back past the couple hours of no, energy it gives I'm you. going to crash after that, yeah, actually. It's, exactly. going to be, it's going to go here, here, and then I'm going to be here. Right? But even like, uh, let's say nutritional supplements, you could reason that, hey, this is for my long-term health. Sure. Right? Like, it's just a post-workout supplement, but overall, I'm just taking a step further along where I want to be. You for know, me, it's coffee. Wise. I'm like a snob about coffee. <laughs> and Jess is like, we could buy, you know, bags of coffee for half this price. But like the, the amount of happiness and joy I get from a cup, and I have a cup every day. I have one cup, I start my day with it, and I'm like, it's pivotal to my whole, mm-hmm. the whole other 23 hours. So like, yeah. I don't, I don't bend. On yeah. It. And again, it's going to be different for everybody. I think one thing that people don't do with that is they don't ever actually do the math on the entire picture. So let's like, I'll use the books and the coffee example. Like, if you literally bought a book a week sure. for the entire year, let's say that's overspending on books. It's like, okay, well, what does that actually add up to? Average book is 20 bucks, 52 weeks in a year. Okay, I'm spending just over $1,000 on books. I mean, maybe that's a lot for you. Maybe that's not, right? That's a number that you have to decide individually. Is it, is it worth it to you or not? And maybe your limit is, okay, well, maybe I got to go every other week instead of every yeah, week. Yeah, book a week's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, not you're finishing really that, right? Books. But like... You know, and then same with the coffee. I'm going to spend four bucks a day on coffee, 365 days a year. It adds up to, you know, 1400 1500 bucks. Is Am I okay with that investment in terms of how it feeds the rest of my life? And make the decision based off of that as opposed to arbitrary numbers. Then you can also look like, well, what else could I get for that 1500 bucks? What else could I get for that $1,000 instead? And is there a better use of that? Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. I feel like too, if you're asking yourself that, then what you're buying is probably not right. Because I don't usually do that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have you know, buyer's remorse. It's so rare I buy something, even if it seems silly or frivolous, and I'm like, I could have bought X instead of this thing. And for me, that's like an immediate sign that like, maybe that was not the right choice. I, you know, and I just, I'd be curious, people outside of your house, how many people like, is the most expensive thing you bought bringing you the most happiness? Yeah, I'll bet it doesn't. I'll bet like what brought you the most happiness is, you know, for me, it's probably like my record player, which is not even close to the most expensive thing I have in my house. And we listen to it all the time, constantly. And I think it's just a, m- a matter of like spending some time with gratuity and intention and knowing, being intentional with our investments, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things for us, we, we bought, uh, it's been a few years now, a sauna, an infrared sauna for our garage. It was under $2,000, uh, you know, all in with like electrical hookup, yeah. delivery, setup, all that stuff, under $2,000. And we've literally used it multiple times a week since the day we bought it. You know, that is something to me that like, it seems like a luxury purchase, but in terms of how we spend our time and how it feeds us and makes us feel good every time we use it, it's like that was one of the best purchases we've ever made. Yeah. It's it's incredible. So yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting the different perspectives and yeah. I think in, in here in particular, you might see someone taking class and, you know, they've been paying for classes. And then you see that person that pays for three personal training week, uh, three personal trains every week. And it's like, wow, like 
they, they really, you know, value their health. They really have the money to pay for it. And it's like, there's really something that they're getting out of it beyond than what they're, what they're putting in, right? The value to them is still over the cost. Even though it's Absolutely. a way higher cost than you might pay in a per class basis, the value they get out of that relationship, the things that they're taking from that coach. I mean, every time I've hired a coach, we've hired coaches, there's stuff I still use to this day. We went through, Andrew and I went through conscious leadership coaching, which was thousands of dollars to do. It was not cheap. And when we started doing it, I was like, wow, this is a lot of money to spend. But I have probably used that coaching every single day of my life, even after we stopped the program with our coach. It's pretty crazy how it just keeps paying me back every single time. And I see, and that's what I want to give to people in a one-on-one -on -one training session. I, don't, I just don't want to put them through the movements and say, all right, do this, do that. I want to impart something on them that they take with them and that they use through their life. And it just makes them overall better person, healthier person, uh, you know, that they can take forever. I think the investment here, I mean, this sounds pitchy, but I mean, as a non-owner, I feel like I can safely do this. Like coming to this gym for the first time five years ago for me, it's insane to think about the investment that that drop-in earned me. It took five years, right? Mm. But I've moved across the country. Now I've met all, I mean, I'm drinking Oceanic coffee, so like great coffee, <laughs> which ties right back in. I've, I literally found a place to live here through the network at the gym. Mm. How quickly just what seemed to be like a random drop-in, you know, but investing in that community health. And I, I did a little research. I mean, I usually like look at where I'm dropping, but yeah. finding the community here and how playing that slow game, it's changed my the entire trajectory of my life because I dropped in here for a workout Yeah, like five years ago. <laughs> and you had a different mindset. Totally. You know, say, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay here for a week, right? Yeah. When, you're, when you're here, for Wadapalooza, it was like, I'm gonna stay here, I'm gonna invest some more time here, see if I really I like it. I wanted to be here, yeah. And then, you know, you had Jess, your wife, to say, hey, like, I, ha I share that mindset with you. Yep. Let's go for it, let's let's put more time into it and let's keep investing. Yeah, I mean, so just being intentional with, with th things that don't even seem important, mm -hmm. and I, that's something I do pretty automatically, but it's like, I don't wanna just go to any gym. I wanna go to specific gyms, and maybe nothing comes out of it other than a great one day workout. But mm -hmm. in that case, it was transactional and I paid and I liked my workout. Good. But mm -hmm. maybe it's a lot more than that and, and, and everything changes, man. That's cool. Yeah, I like all these examples that are coming up. I would say that the one, and I'm going to give a, a pitch for, for Coach Danielle here, but if you think about the, the thing that we provide that is actually the closest to a true investment, I think it is the nutrition coaching that we have here in the sense that like you could you could do the nutrition coaching for six months, a year, not ever pay for it again after that. And that six months, that year could literally change the way you eat for the rest of your life. It could change your health trajectory for the rest of your life. Now you actually have to follow through with the actions you learned sure. through that process, but it isn't like the gym where you have to keep paying for it, keep showing up in that sense. And the, the investment keeps having to be delivered that way. You know, what you learn in that, that six months of like, tracking your food for the first time, learning some really staple recipes that can anchor your days, um, learning where you can kind of like, where you can go off track and where you can't, yeah. what things really satisfy you when you do go off track so you don't need to eat a lot of something to do that. Like that really can be an investment that pays off for decades to come and it doesn't have to be a forever thing. And I think it's that more than anything that we do is, is truly an investment.
Yeah, I mean, we've had people pay for $99 nutrition challenges <laughs> and people pay thousands of dollars to coach Danielle and both equally have said my life is completely changed. Um, you know, we're not trying to be the, trying to get you from there to there. It's like, there's a lot of people out there that just won't spend any of those investment dollars. And I think, yeah. and, and, and I say it with, you know, that was me at one point too. So I want to say like, that was me. And now I learn the return on investment and the value of investing in yourself, in your health, um, and how much it pays you back over time. Yeah. Cool. We'll wrap up there. Thank you guys for joining. Thank you for listening. If you guys have any questions or comments, you can reach out to any of us at fittown.com, Andrew at fittown, Tony at fittown, or Josh at fittown.com. And we'll see you guys in the next episode.